Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. everyone welcome to another episode of love turns and loud noises episode 39 i'm your host anthony dietrich i'm joined as always by my co-host partner in crime and the best stanford quarterback of our generation kevin costello what's good what is good podcast people (laughs) we're recording on wednesday october 16th uh we're recording a little late this week because me and kevin did something really fun this weekend we finally met in real life. So we just got back from Dega maybe like about 36 hours ago. Well, for me, 36 hours ago. Oh, that was you? <laughs> yeah. No, I know. You, I know that you were expecting to be catfished the entire time. But, um, so for those of you who don't know, and I know we have a lot of people listening for the first time, when I made this podcast back in February before the 500, I put, made a post on Reddit basically looking for people who would – like you know be a good fit for the podcast and uh kevin was one of the first people to respond actually emailed me um that the email that i posted and um we did a little trial run and we were supposed to only record for 15 minutes and we ended up record like talking for an hour so i knew that you know oh this is real this is like (laughs) this is a good co-host we mesh and we've been trying to like plan um like linking up and meeting and going to a race together uh daytona fell through um, but you know, he convinced me through and through, I know I backed out maybe five times at Talladega, but I finally said, you know what, I'm gonna do it. And oh my God, Kevin, I know this was your fourth day but the, I can't believe you like, this is ridiculous. You, you didn't hype it up enough for me. Yeah. I didn't hype enough, hype it up enough for myself either. Like I expected <laughs> a good race, but that is literally the best race I've ever been to oh, in yeah. 15 years as a fan. I think I've been very lucky with some of the races I've gotten to go to in my life, like the 2002 Daytona 500, the 2004 Homestead Championship, mm-hmm. the uh, the Roval last year. But, I, I mean, this takes the cake. This was by far the most exciting race I've ever been to, um, definitely the best experience I've had in a NASCAR track, and we're going to yeah. get into all that. We have so much to talk about today. Um, obviously, huge, huge races this weekend with very surprising winners. Um, lots of news in the NASCAR world between driver changes again and rule potential rule changes and uh, sponsorship news and a bunch of good stuff going on. But like, 
I want to talk about Talladega. And before I get going, I told these people I would give them a shout out. And I don't want them to have to wait too long to hear me say their names. So real quick, I just want to give a shout out to the Christian Espinoza RV gang, everyone in there, Aaron, uh, Elijah, all those guys, um, Joe. Oh, man, I'm going to get names wrong. Zach, uh, <laughs> just all those guys that get like hospitality of the century. Love you guys. You guys are literally the best. You you're just unbelievable people. I want to also give a shout out to Jeff from Cincinnati, uh, Lori, Charles Davis, uh, Jason from uh, the Truly Gang. Just, just unbelievable. I know I'm missing a lot of people right now that just absolutely helped the experience. But you guys are all just wonderful. My books, and if I met you this weekend and I didn't get your name, I'm so sorry. I only had so much battery life on my phone <laughs> this weekend. It felt like before I brought my charger in on Saturday. But anyways. Let's go ahead and talk about Talladega. So, um, I mean, there's no rules. There are there, no. <laughs> it, there are no rules at Talladega. It, it's I, it's, it's fantasy land. Talladega is fantasy land. So I guess like, we should just start off uh, or go chronologically by how everything happened. So, mm-hmm. so we get there and Friday, and yep. Anthony calls me saying hey i'm almost here and meanwhile i just got to the track and my friends were really anxious to go in i was like oh man just meet us in there we'll find each other <laughs> and then you're like what like come on now wait for me and i was like all right so i waited for him and then uh we belong by who's a pat Empire started playing oh absolutely it's playing in the background for y'all right now uh started <laughs> playing and then me and anthony embraced it was Paragomantic spotlights came out of nowhere, just right on us. Uh, it was a good time. And then I did, I was able to hold Kevin like dirty dancing. It was very spectacular. Yeah, it was awesome. And then, uh, yeah, we had it into the infield and had a good time. <laughs> oh yeah, no, um, it was unbelievable. We got uh, our picture in front of this sign for Talladega before letters started disappearing from it more and more every single day, which was pretty funny. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I guess depending on if you don't work for the track or not. Yeah, they find probably everyone else. Yeah, people who work there. Yeah, except for the serious folk. But, uh, um, but other than that, so on that day we ended up going into uh, the infield, which I'd never been on the infield of a racetrack. I had been um, in. I've gotten pit passes before as a child. Obviously, um, you know, I that was years and years and years and years ago. So this was like my first real like fan experience. So I go into the infield and we try finding Speedway Boulevard. Not that hard to find. It's where all the lights, the music and all like the little <laughs> yeah. smoke machines and everything. It's not hard to find it. So I think we took a walk down there and there is um, something for everyone. I'll put it that way. I found people selling, selling and serving alcohol. I have no idea if they worked for the track, by the way. <laughs> there were people with straight up bars and I just I, there were people selling food I saw a guy who had briskets and like ribs just going to town uh there was stuff that was uh maybe not appropriate for the children but you know it was there yeah if uh, I could go back and do it all over again I would have bought some ribs because that sounds phenomenal right now so actually on Saturday I know I'm fast forwarding it was like maybe two in the morning I had walked back to one of the tents I probably shouldn't have walked back to multiple times <laughs> But um, there was ribs like maybe two uh, lots over and I was definitely considering $15 for a platter because the guys over there were just telling me like, yeah, this is some of the best food I've had all week. And I'm like, well, I don't want canned ravioli a third night in a row. So let's <laughs> let's think here. Um, 
so we end up walking all the way down trying to go to the concert um i think it was uh tim duggar was playing that night yes tim duggar was yes playing. so we end up going to the concert and i turn around and who else do i see but famous nascar youtuber eric estep 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 yeah man's like six eight so shout out to so <laughs> it's tall, hard oh yeah <laughs> you gotta be blind as hell to miss this guy like he is very tall and it was very surprising i turn around and i'm like smacking kevin i'm like yo yo that's the famous youtube guy that's the youtube nascar guy <laughs> and i walk over there and immediately get his name wrong i say hey what's up james and he's like wait james who i'm like oh sorry and then you correct first impression <laughs> I'm, I'm very happy that at least the one person i made ass in front of myself was the first person we met and i corrected myself but he was a really nice guy uh told him you know like we laughed he laughed he's like i'm like oh you're the most famous person i've met so far and he just starts laughing he's like well ryan blaney's over there if you want to go check that out and i'm like wait what he's like yeah no i just talked to ryan blaney over there so this was like maybe behind the stage a little bit by like porta potties and like a tram entrance we just walk over and there's ryan blaney just talking with some fans and yeah he is just chilling out there's a bunch of his friends that are there um a couple people drinking and stuff having a good time and ryan is just taking pictures of fans there's a little bit of a line we weren't sure if it was for ryan or not but uh you know he walked over and well first thing for me ryan complimented me on my crazy ass shorts that i had on <laughs> that day which he just grabbed and he's like these are some sick shorts and i'm like thanks ryan that's really nice of you and i got a picture with him so uh, we got pictures with the race winner on Friday, and I, yeah. I, you know, I maybe that was what it is. We had so much good charisma with us, good attitudes that we pretty much gave it all to Ryan Blaney because all the other people we met had some terrible luck. It felt like, yeah, I think he was the first driver that we talked to, and he ended up finishing first. So, so if you're a NASCAR driver and we are at the racetrack, you need to find us before anyone else does. Otherwise, you might get in trouble. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just saying. So we're there, and that wasn't the only driver we saw there, was it, Kevin? No. So from there, I think the order went Ryan Blaney to Coral Joy, who was wearing mm -hmm. one of the biggest build hats I've ever seen. Oh, my God. It was massive. And then <laughs> we're like, okay, cool. We met two drivers. And then I think he pointed out Austin Dillon. Well, no, we didn't really notice Austin Dillon at first. We noticed Corey, but we also noticed the racing wives, Whitney, uh, Dillon, and... That's that's how it started, because you, yes. you said, I oh my them. god, it's racing wives, and then Austin Dillon's <laughs> was there. And we then... were talking to them for a while, by the way. Very, very sweet. Uh, it was Paul Small's <laughs> wife and Austin Dillon's wife. And yeah, they were just very, very nice. <laughs> no, but like while we're walking over, you're like, dude, that's Dale. And I'm like, what? And yeah, Dale Jr. was talking Dale. to them. <laughs> so I like, they're like in a circle and I just kind of waltz on over. I'm like, hi, Dale. <laughs> yeah, and, uh... we kind of walked over right and just kind of weaseled our way. So I'm just kind of standing very much next to Austin Dillon's dad, Mike Dillon. Um, and Mike was super. I chill, did not but... even realize that was Mike Dillon. I just introduced himself. He said, hey, Mike Dillon. I was like, oh, hi. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're Austin's pop. And uh, that, then Austin introduced himself a little bit. He had some uh, nice swag going on. I introduced myself to Paul Swan, the tire changer. Um, for He's, he's the, also literally always on Racing Wives, too. But <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Dale Jr. is just standing there telling a very, very awesome story. I think this was about like when he was in – the Bush series in 98, I think, running a, a Dega for the first time. I'm not exactly sure. I just kind of 
caught the tail end of it, but he was just talking about bump drafting a little bit. And it was just so interesting to hear Dale talk. And it was even more interesting to hear Dale drop F-bombs because, oh, man, that was like, whoa. We heard Dale say big-ass spoiler this weekend, which I think is the, probably the highlight of the broadcast. Oh, for sure. Yeah, I was... I mean, he was such a nice guy. I got pictures. I told oh, yeah. him that I was listening to his most, not the most recent podcast episode, but the one before then. He was talking mm-hmm. about his dealership he owns uh, up here in Tallahassee. And I was like, hey, man, I've been waiting for you to come up. I got some cool <laughs> yeah. shit for you to sign. And he was like, all right, man, I'll, I'll come on up soon. So hopefully he uh, keeps his word on that. And then from there, I don't know how it yeah. happened, but somehow Steve Phelps ended up <laughs> next to me. Yeah, so and then I look over like I used to fall. And he was like, "Yeah, man, I am." And I was like, "Oh my god, dude! Like, I'm such a big fan of the sport. Uh, I brought a couple of friends here. I appreciate it." And then so I talked to him for a little bit, and then another girl walks up, and I'm like, "Are you Joel Gregory?" And she was like, "Yeah, yeah." And I was like, "Oh my god!" And then I give my whole spiel again, and then yeah, then on we I think we left to go meet up with. Our, our boys again that uh, we brought. And then we ended up kind of by a, like a gated thing backstage. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking, all the drivers are in there kind of towards the back. And I, I make eye contact with Jill Gregory. And mm-hmm. she is sitting right next to uh, Chip Weil. And the I, president I put, of Daytona? The or? president of Daytona. So yes. I was like, hey, come on. Like, I like, signaled him or like to tell her to bring him over here so i introduced myself to him he was a super cool guy oh yeah and then, from there it just started <laughs> getting wacky <laughs> from there i somehow just like there was a gate that people were just entering through and i was like honestly i'm just going in yeah so <laughs> I, I feel like there was a security guard but i'm pretty sure i waited until he looked the other way so i just snuck in and then i got pictures <laughs> with my boy kyle larson uh, we all got a picture with Bubba Wallace and Ryan Blaney. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coral Joy the best was there. friends for every gang. You got a pick. I got a picture with Clint Boyer flicking me off. <laughs> and uh, Dale Jr. And Dale Jr. was in that. I'm very I upset think... that I I thought I had a picture with Dale Jr. Also, you made Clint Boyer take a picture of the both of us. I cannot believe. Wait, did I really? Yes, Wait, is he the one that took that picture? Clint Boyer is the one who has the picture of the two of us. <laughs> no way. <laughs> You you said, hey, go tap Clint Boyer. And I'm like, dude, I don't want to bother him. I don't want to keep asking all these drivers for pictures. First of all, Kevin kept asking all the drivers for pictures very quickly where I'm trying to just talk to them and be friendly with them and then ask them pictures. I was like, Kevin, act like you've been here before. And I remember you telling me, neither of us have been here before. We've never had access like this. <laughs> Like, so I was just trying to be like, you know, not acting like a fan just in case security guards like, hey, do you have any credentials at all? And I'm just like, psych and just run. Like, no, I, I wanted was... to pretend like I belong there. And unfortunately, because I pretended like I belong there and people believe me that I belong there, forgot to get a picture with Dale Jr. But Clint Boyer took a picture of us. And then I remember also Corey LaJoy yelling at me a couple times. He also, he I was wearing a very wacky shirt. And just the first thing that Corey LaJoy says to me without even saying hello or anything, just looks me dead in the eyes, says, what the fuck does your shirt mean? <laughs> and I'll never that. forget his face and how he laughed. And I tried to explain it. And he's like, I don't understand anything you're saying. <laughs> me and him 
But Corey and I joked around all night, and it was really cool. We talked about a bunch of stuff, like just racing, Dave Portnoy, um, just a bunch of wacky shit, and it was really cool. But, um, yeah, no, so I go away to try and find Kevin's friends, and actually I run into Ricky Stenhouse in the crowd. Um, yeah, we ran into Stenhouse, him. too. I was just about to say that. Yeah, I mean, usually it's him running into people, but for once it was me running into him. <laughs> um, so after I find your friends, I go back and I'm looking for you. And all of a sudden I see you just talking to um, one of the two girls you just mentioned. Um, and I'm like, Kevin, I'm literally going to beat you up when I get at, when I get there because I want to be in there too. And I, you just start kind of eyeing over to the left where that opening was. And I just was like, all right, I'm going to come over there and slap you. And so I just walked around and I slapped you a little <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was a little upset that you got in there, and then when I realized I was in there, oh, maybe I probably shouldn't slap my co-host in front of nah, people. I don't know. Fine. So, oh, and we, I also got to meet my all-time favorite driver. I didn't even mention uh, Denny Hamlin was also there, and I am a huge Denny Hamlin fan. I've been a fan of Denny since like whew, 2004, 2005. So that was pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, I'll get to my Denny story later. But so from then yeah, on, absolutely. I think we watched a little bit of the concert. We, I didn't know that uh, Bubba was playing the drums up there. I didn't know that drivers were singing because we were just hanging out in the back drinking and just having a good time, like just chilling with drivers. I had fans actually calling me over to try and get pictures with people. And they were asking me about like the podcast. They were asking about media stuff. And I'm just like, yep, I'm definitely a capital J journalist. <laughs> I am I am definitely one of those guys. I still can't believe I was the one that asked him <laughs> to take the picture of us. I was so upset with you. And I remember one time someone was like, I want to get a picture with Corey. And someone like is like, hey, do you know who that is over there? And they pointed at uh, Dale Jr. And I said, yeah, that's Ken Schrader. He's wearing his own shirt, obviously, because <laughs> he's wearing the Ken Schrader shirt. And Dale yeah. actually laughed and a bunch of people laughed. And I was like, I still got the humor. I still so, got it, boys. <laughs> I, st I, still got, I still got it, boys. I was just having so much fun with all the guys. And it just hanging out with all the drivers was unreal. Like, I still can't believe that actually happened. You kept looking at me multiple times throughout the night. It was like, is this real? Yeah, I, like, here, I'll, I'll just get, I'll continue. Uh, so, yeah, so after, after the concert, we ended up at some, like, other stage. Or we were walking around the infield. Yeah, it was bit. like a, it was one of the actual, like, NASCAR-sponsored bars. It was, like, a Monster Energy-type uh, after party yeah, thing, so I, we actually couldn't get into the VIP area there. No. They actually had a, uh, a security guard who was doing his job really well, and um, <laughs> so from there, I was just like, okay, well, maybe this is it. But there were still drivers outside of it. So I saw. I walk up to the gate, and the gate on one side had, or on the opposite side had a bar, and then there was some drivers in there. So I went up to say hi to Larson again. Mm -hmm. I wanted to get another pick for some reason. And I looked to my left, and Debbie Hamlin's literally standing right next to me. And I'm like, oh, yeah. what the heck is going on? <laughs> One, yeah, why are you on this side? With, you had a great and, conversation with Denny. You should have been, like, telling him to come on here. Yeah. <laughs> or telling so, him to call then, Michael Jordan. And then my roommate, who had literally never been to an Oscar race before, I, like, I'm like, hey, man, this is Denny Hamlin. He just won the biggest race of the year, the Daytona 500. And he's like, no way. So he got a picture with him. I don't even have a picture with Denny. That's sad. I, I have a picture that. with Denny. But my roommate does, and I took it. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> it, it's whatever. <laughs> oh, no. I'll talk you about that. But then, yeah, we chilled there for a little bit. And then after that, we met up 
I don't know how how do we run into Christian and everyone. Okay, so this is how I remember. I was walking around because I wanted to try and talk to Ricky a little bit more. He was just standing in the middle of the crowd with a couple other people's like people I recognized from NASCAR. No, but I remember. Christian okay. Christian was at the he was at the gate as well, and I was yeah, like, was I think I went fence. up to him. He was on the other side, and mm-hmm. me being the the fun spirited guy I am, I uh, I jumped the fence. <laughs> well, no, you hadn't jumped the fence yet. You hadn't jumped it yet. Because okay. I remember walking over to you, and I walk over to Christian and his friend Aaron, and I'm like, hey, is this guy bothering you? And uh, Aaron, who is Racer48 Racer on Twitter, um, probably a little better for people because he's, I guess, kind of popular on Twitter, NASCAR Twitter, um, is just like, yes, he is actually, sarcastically. <laughs> and that kind of just started everything. But but before this, real quick, I want to say I had a great conversation with Ryan Blaney again, and we actually talked Star Wars for like five, ten minutes. It was incredible. We talked about like – our conspiracies and all this with the, what's going on. And I think the funniest thing that he told me, like, I was like, are you going to get Disney plus? And he's just like, man, I don't even know. And I'm like, Ryan, you have so much money. I feel like you can. Afford it. <laughs> did you say that? I really did. I was like, Ryan, you have so much money. You could afford Disney plus if you want. He's like, yeah, but I don't know if I want it. And I'm just like, man, for a star Wars fan to tell me that I couldn't, I was just, he, me and him, I really hope he comes on the podcast. Cause I told him I'd love to have you on. And we just talked nerd stuff for like a half hour and he said, absolutely. His DMs are open. So I'm going to go ahead and slide on in those. <laughs> but uh, back to the Christian story. So, yeah, we just started, like, hitting it off from there. And I don't know. We just started quoting the office. At least I was with Christian. And, like, we were just talking for, like, about 20 minutes, it felt like. And then, uh, yeah. It, I mean, do, like, we hit the boulevard after that with, yeah. with Christian and all the guys. Yeah, I, uh, we ran into Elijah. He somehow, I somehow ended up with his business card. <laughs> and then we went back to the RV lot, which was super cool, right on the back oh, stretch. Yeah. Uh, such oh, a yeah. great what, view. What a view. Yeah. And then oh, uh, you went out to there Auburn, for a little bit, and, and then that was pretty much Friday night. Yeah, so Kevin goes back to Auburn, and on Saturday I ended up going back to the RV because Christian invited me back the next day. Um Again, the hospitality was wonderful. So I ended up watching the truck race from the infield. Uh, Gus Dean kind of wrecked right in front of me. Not really. I didn't notice it at first until I heard it, like the impact. Yeah. And it was like I was watching Brett Moffat make unbelievable moves on the high, on the high side. I was like, this man's gonna win the race. Anyone but Johnny Sauter. I was I was yelling out. So I was having a good time. Um, Saturday night was a bit of the same. Just. I think Saturday night was just more debaucherous. I'll put it that way. <laughs> definitely saw some things that I've never seen before in my life. And I definitely have done some things that I've never done before in my life in front of a lot of people. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I was having a good time at Auburn while you were living it up in, uh, at the Boulevard. Yeah, I we, danced, we both had good nights. Danced with the uh, Christian Espinosa gang for a solid uh, like two hours. And just like over where we met all the drivers, we were just like at a DJ booth and just, just having a great time. And it was wonderful. Got to catch a little bit of the F1 race. Still, like, I, I didn't get to see who won until about earlier today. So, you know, now I, I know what happened. So we'll do the F1 minute later. But yeah, Saturday was just, I mean, I could go into so much detail about Saturday. Like, I would just recommend if you want to know how it went, go watch Ryan Vargas's uh, YouTube vlog, which, by the way, met Ryan Vargas, super nice guy, excellent, excellent sense of dress dressing because, like, that Ernie Irvin shirt that he had was fire in fact all those guys had like the best vintage uh nascar shirts i'd seen in a while and they were just yeah, talking the, about their the drip collection. is real you got the drip is it. real 
And normally I am one of the first people to say NASCAR shirts are hideous, but 90s and 70s and 80s shirts, fire. So we need to go back to that era of uh, <laughs> design, please. So let's see here. So that, so yeah, definitely Ryan Vargas was like probably one of the nicest guys I met all weekend. Very funny guy too. Um, so then Sunday comes along and uh, yeah. So I get to the track at like 9 a.m. Oh, yeah. And yeah. call up Anthony, who's literally sounds like a zombie on the phone. And I have to I wait. Was sleeping I, in the I, car. I, I waited five minutes standing on my phone in the middle of a field just so this guy could get his stuff together and, and be a functional human being. Was I was there. running on four hours of sleep and I was sleeping in my car and I'm too tall to fit in my trunk. I so I had to I had to scrunch up. My car smelled like just. <laughs> Just poop, basically, is the only way I can put it. Um, and uh, my phone hadn't charged the night before, so I was, like, really upset. I had a headache. I, w- I had just eaten another can of ravioli, so I wasn't pleased. Um, so, yeah. And it was also very cold this weekend, by the way. Let me, let me tell you that. Like, Saturday morning, it couldn't have been any, like, hotter in the morning than, like, maybe 52 degrees. It was freezing yeah, for, a Floridian, the for a Floridian. Um, I didn't pack a jacket like an idiot. So Sunday comes around and, you know, we just do our thing, get ready. So we're walking over to the track to go meet Dave Portnoy and Frankie Borelli, who are at the track. And my dumbass gets all the way to the ticket line and realizes I left my ticket at the campsite. And if yeah, anyone when knows you first, me. When I'm you sorry, first said ahead. that, I legitimately thought you were joking. Yes, yeah, so did I. I really did. <laughs> yeah, so good pissed. one. You're like, no, I'm serious. I have to walk like 30 minutes back. I'm like, oh, have fun. So I thought they were in the track, and that's where everyone was meeting them. Turns out Portnoy and Borelli were actually um, outside of the track, and I didn't need a ticket to go meet them. So that was even better. And yeah. I found out that everyone got to meet Dave and Frankie and take pictures with them. And I'm, if anyone knows me, I'm the biggest Barstool fan. I've been following them for a very long time, and I was super excited. Like, they're not obviously my favorite characters at Barstool. Like, I'm a big Carabas, big cat guy, but, I mean, that's – Dave Portnoy and Frankie Borelli and Frankie is one of the funniest guys that works there and he's also a golf fan and an, and I, he's here at NASCAR so yeah like that was cool um god Sunday was so cool we got to see Richard Childress haul ass around in the three car which was awesome yeah and we got to see a freaking Porsche yeah by the <laughs> that way, was awesome if that is what the Gen 7's diffuser is looking like like just inject it right into my veins baby that is what I want I might just have to go to the Rolex 24 and watch that Oh man, yeah. I, I, I mean, dude, if I get the chance, I will absolutely fly down for that. I that car sounded like pure sex. Yeah, incredible. It was, it was nice. Um, so oh, and the, I think the funniest thing though about Childress was uh, who was it that was it was Johnny Morris? Yeah, who I think is the <laughs> CEO of Bass Pro Shop, or he's super high up. Yeah, that. so he's just sitting in the passenger seat. But oh wait, by the way, Kevin, there's no passenger seat in that three car. No, there's not. <laughs> and Richard Childress is a 70 year old man going well over 160 miles an hour. Oh yeah, Talladega in a car that's 20 years old and defunct. Good for him though. <laughs> no, good for it. No, Childress. Okay. Childress was hauling it. I loved it. Oh, and yeah. also, by the way, that top. Uh, what is that thing on the top? You said it was a. Uh, on the top oh, of the wicker belt. Car. The wicker belt. Oh man, that thing was goofy looking, but I loved it. <laughs> God, those old cars. And by the way, that, that, those cars sound so much different than the ones we have now. But oh, yeah. man, I could not imagine 43 of those going around like Talladega. I, I, I wish I could have seen yeah, that in nice. person. All right. I, uh, so, 
let's so talk from there oh. we we get to green flag had a pretty good first age nothing yeah the lap one beer shower as i didn't know that was a thing a talladega uh super speedway called section tradition did not know that was a thing <laughs> had a lot of lead changes early on uh looks like mm-hmm. the boards were Great racing gonna pull a different strategy than they usually do and ryan blaney led the field on the pit road and wham <laughs> wipes out <laughs> i'm oh, laughing my ass off people like, how do you choke that hard <laughs> going from leading to in the infield grass shout out to nascar for actually not throwing a caution for that i feel like yeah that was something they could have done but it did not warrant it at all, especially since the pack had already flown by. So he just got – he got things uh, – I think he got a penalty for it. Yeah, he, he was speeding, but then – Surprise. Right before he could come down and uh, take the speeding penalty under yellow – or under green, a yellow came out. Luckily, mm-hmm. Classic. And then the rest of the stage was good, and Will, William Byron, Slick Bill Byron, as Alex Bowman called him, won the, uh, <laughs> won the stage, but then – about two minutes after that, the most unfortunate thing of the weekend happened, and that was Mother Nature decided she did not like four wide racing at 200 miles per hour. Nope. And it just – it didn't really rain that hard, but just enough that it was annoying. Yes. Um, by the way, if you ever go to Talladega and you get the chance to go find this barbecue pit place over by turn four – do it seven dollar pulled pork sandwich, best pulled pork sandwich I've had in a while. Just wanted to really? give them a Man. shout out. Oh yeah, no, for seven bucks, and they had the Carolina barbecue sauce on it. Oh, Ooh. so good. And I'm a big pickle guy, and they actually put a lot of pickles on this thing nice. if you want them. So I was a big fan. Um, so it, the rain stops, and then it starts again. And I remember texting Christian like, "Hey, we're probably gonna head over and just like see you guys again, see what you guys are doing." And he's like, they're probably going to call this today. And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, the weather's looking iffy. And then two minutes later, they called it. So (laughs) um, it got very cold. Uh, I got to wear my first poncho and I wore it backwards like an idiot. Yep. I remember that. That was a fun Uh, sight. And so then from there, we kind of just bailed. We said bye to the the guys in the infield and walked back to the campsite and decided that, uh, okay, we've had enough camping. Uh, it's like I decided to take my first trip to Auburn and yeah. get some cookout, and it was fun. I just want to give yeah. a shout out to our boy Nick, or your boy Nick, or our boy now, but our collective uh, boy, our collective boy. Thank you for <laughs> uh, letting me crash on your couch. That was the best sleep I literally had had all weekend. So, thank God for that. Um, yeah, and, also, and then Anthony thank God got his uh, yeah his cookout. <laughs> he was a very happy man. I ordered ten dollars worth of the dollar menu. I was very proud of myself. <laughs> That's how you know I'm on vacation. I uh, I went into cookout shirtless because all the shirts that I had were either wet or already you and your friend went in dirty. Yeah, so that was shirtless. Probably not the highlight of my weekend, but definitely a memory I will look back fondly on. Hey, Kevin, surely you guys made a splash that week. <laughs> okay. Um. So anyway, <laughs> made a laugh. Oh, <laughs> uh, and just one more joke. Blank, blank, blank. The bus. Um. The bus. So, anyways. Again, watch Ryan Vargas's video. You'll yeah. get that joke. Um, so anyways, uh, let's actually talk about the race now. So that was our time at Talladega. I give that a 13 out of 10 because that was fucking ridiculous. I love it so <laughs> That's much. Great. Um, it's, it's, it's not a real place. It is fantasy land for, for NASCAR fans, and I cannot wait to go again in the spring. I'm going in the spring. I have to. I can't not miss the Talladega race now. Yeah. So... Let's talk about the actual race. So, obviously, stage one, super exciting. Lots of racing. I think with three to go in the stage, we had a three-wide battle with Larson just 
like bazookaing himself to the lead and then losing it half a lap later. So once again, the package is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Love it. Um, so then we get green flag racing on Monday. And by the way, we sat in the um we moved to the trioval. We wanted yeah. to actually see most of the track. <laughs> a little bit better seats. There was no one in the college section. We'll put it that way. Anyone who stayed there was just, I don't know why. I really couldn't figure out why anyone would stay. Where do they yeah. see anything? So we had a great view of everything. Um, so Monday's racing. Uh, we just, wow. Um, some of the most exciting stuff I'd ever seen. I don't even know where to start. Yeah, I guess we start with uh, stage two. I want to say it was three laps ago. William or not William Byron, Alex Bowman oh, yeah, got a uh, push to the lead. He got pushed way out in front on the backstretch, but then there was a forward train up top, and Logano was coming. I literally said, "Oh, watch Logano's about to take this lead," and Logano dives down low, but so does Bowman at the same time through mm-hmm. a a late block, gets turned to the left, tries to correct it to the right, but then he's facing perpendicular with the cars entering turn three momentum carrying up towards the track which is never a good thing and basically takes Sealer. out every one of his chevy teammates <laughs> yeah was, uh, johnson. johnson yeah johnson larson got larson got to elliot him. got damage uh who else got like severely taken out now it was like a really bad true x true x did get damage hamlin. Uh, hamlin got damage um oh that was the wreck where logano's hood just was like like uh nope. just stanced nope no that wasn't it nope Oh, that was the second one. Apologize. Yep. <laughs> I apologize. Um, so yeah, this one, that first wreck was, um, it was very interesting. I, of course, am not a Logano fan, so I'm like, oh, classic slowy Logano. Um, but uh, I think about five minutes later on Twitter, I think it was uh, who who was it that tweeted out? Kevin Hamlin. Is this yeah? Spotter? Bowman. So spotter. Hamlin. So Bowman Spotter. <clears throat> excuse me. Tweets out that one is completely on me. You guys are directing the blame wrong person it's not bowman's fault it's not logano's fault that's completely on the spotter and that is usually how talladega goes like it's, it's yeah. normally the spotter making a a tough call and looking at the track in person i don't know how they do the backstretch at all considering where they are on the track and like how difficult that field of view is yeah i hope yeah. i hope uh later in the race turn three isn't an issue or anything yeah no definitely wouldn't be yeah. um so uh so from there we thought that was the big one we thought okay well maybe they're done wrecking well actually let me rephrase that rookie mistake would have been to think that was the only big one the way they were racing we knew that was definitely not the case (laughs) um so let's fast forward a little bit so first of all one of the funnier things i saw all weekend clint boyer got stuck on the track he blew a tire Um, yeah yeah, well so did eric jones and i thought eric jones would take out the entire field in stage one when he did that but um so Boyer ends up spinning out and like just kind of keeping it on, and then I it's think like the he got beached or went mudding. Like I don't know. The funniest transmission was, was: Are they really fucking pushing my car with humans right now? They're gonna mess up the fucking transmission. That is almost verbatim what Boyer said, and I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so from there, then we get a little bit more antsy racing at the front because uh, Ricky Stenhouse has entered the chat. Yeah. By the way, Ricky Stenhouse is is the most exciting driver I've ever seen. At By far, the best. I thought Daytona. He was making crazy moves. Nah, he was like, I saved the best for last. Yeah. Now, by far the best and most exciting uh, driver to watch. So, with about twenty to go, 
they're on board on the big screen with Joey Logano, and then we just <laughs> see him get turned left. And we're like, wait, what? And so we look up, there's a bunch of smoke and another another I'd say a medium one. Uh, yeah. with uh Kurt Bush's pointy Chevy nose ends up turning Chevy teammate William Byron to the right, who then in turn hits Joey Logano. And, and that's when he got stanced up. Yeah, so step up, boy. What you got? That's was What's that was peak Anthony happiness. Uh, seeing Joey Logano with oh, a lot yeah. more downforce in the front, but definitely not the most arrow. Gave him the nice two finger salute as he came down pit road. Oh yeah, it was great. And then oh, it was classic. Um, uh, Matt Benedetto gets out of there by the skin of his teeth. Um, mm -hmm. we saw that on the camera and I was giving that a good, good cheer there. So at that point we're getting excited because there's not a lot of drivers left in, in, in this race that are like super, super competitive outside of maybe Kyle Busch, uh, Stenhouse and a couple other, the usual suspects. Yeah. This, this wreck took out a lot of good drivers and I think, oh, Chase Elliott was in the first one. Did you say that? Yeah, but Chase Elliott okay. did make his way back up and he got through that one as well. Yeah. Chase Elliott just kept finding himself back in these things. So I think the second one took out um, Kesley. Logano. No, the second one. Second one, third one. Took, okay, so we go back. Um, this, this, there's so many wrecks. I mean, I have to look at the thing, uh, the results real quick. But uh, just so many, so many accidents. When, again, if you thought we were done, I literally looked at Kevin. I'm like, you know what they say. Cautions Three breed cautions. cautions. And uh, oh, man, did they ever so... I think the the highlight of the weekend happened with the third big one. Yeah, which I so, can't believe we even have to say third big one. So I it was going on seven to go. Pull out my camera, and I'm like, "There's it's literally three wide with three different manufacturers leading." The I think field. I also such a beautiful, such a beautiful sight. And mm -hmm. so they get on the turn one. I stop recording. I say, "Okay, uh, I don't want to be on my phone the whole time. I want to you know enjoy it in the moment." And out of nowhere, from like literally tenth place, Brendan Gone of all people. Oh comes yeah, storming up the outside with a huge push from Brad Kozlowski, makes his way into first, and not half a second later, Kyle Busch gets turned to the right into him. Gone slides back across the field in front of Kurt Busch, entering three, gets hit. Flips up in the air and does a full 360 like Tony Hawk. Sticks the landing. What a beautiful sight. I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. I was really trying not to get like super hyped about it because I, of course, have no idea if running gone is okay. Like, I hate seeing uh, flips going into a corner because it's just like, oh man, that goes into the cash fencer over. That, that, he's, he's cooked. Yeah, so, I wasn't sure what exactly happened. I, like, when it first. Those happened, cars. When I just saw, I saw, I are. saw the initial, oh, and then the initial, wow, <laughs> like something bigger yeah. happens. So I was like pretty sure someone had flipped. I didn't know who it was, so oh, I'm yeah. waiting for the replay. And sure enough, they're they're off the road. Brennan Gone flies over, and I was like, I legit forgot Brennan Gone was in this race until three minutes ago. <laughs> so but that's literally how it was. He came out of nowhere. <laughs> Do you think NASCAR uh, was like, all right, we got to pull the plug on this Brennan Gone thing. Uh, hmm. Ricky, you know what to do. Mm -mm. I, I it wasn't Ricky's fault. No, I know, but everyone loves to blame Ricky Stenhouse. Oh, of course he is. The, he was, including he, all like... the Barstool guys who are just the most clueless NASCAR fans <laughs> of all time. Like, God bless their hearts and, and, and Quigs and all them. Clueless to think if Stenhouse caused that. That yeah. is just restrict. That is plate racing 
in a nutshell. And it, it was it was, was the just, pointy the pointy nose of Kurt Busch's Chevrolet Camaro that once again turned his brother. It's it, I I mean Kurt Busch seems to be the de facto uh, person to blame this entire weekend, or maybe it's just the racing. I don't know. By the way, going back to that second wreck, that was the second time they had a Coca-Cola onboard cam that wrecked immediately because uh, Bubba did that earlier. Oh, yeah, that's right. With, uh, Blake Jones, our, our angel Blake Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, that was unbelievable seeing Brennan jo- or Brennan gone. <laughs> always on my mind, Brennan Jones. Um, Brennan gone, do the flip. And I don't know, have you seen his interview afterwards? Oh, it was great. Electric, 10 out of 10. Like, Brennan gone has to be uh a reporter or just in the booth or something like yeah make michael, literally make him replace bw and i will be fine <laughs> michael waltrip out of there for truck races put in 2003 truck champion brennan gone in there please yeah like i i'm just i don't even know he's so funny i love it he's like oh flips don't even hurt that bad mom it's okay like i'm not i'm fine <laughs> it's fine i love i love i love him he and of course oh stenhouse no surprise <laughs> no and then Classic. from there it was like a I don't know eight minute red flag, and the he people that were him. left were Brian Blaney, Eric Almarola, Ryan Newman, Denny Hamlin, the Michael McDowell in fourth, Michael McDowell, and the Dylan Bros. Oh hell yeah! The and Dylan I I really seven. thought the Dylan I thought we were gonna see Ty Dylan win this race because I was like I can see him that would have been a really cool thing like his brother pushing him to his first win that would oh, have been a really yeah. cool story. But oh, hell yeah. Kyle Busch was, Ryan... was still on the track after that, by the way. Finished on the lead lap oh, yeah. Ryan Newman Mobile. Yeah, no, it was it was Ryan Blaney leading at the white flag. Thought he had it, and then out of nowhere, uh Denny. I think Hamlin it was Denny and Ryan. Yeah. Ryan Newman just a huge shot down the backstretch. Ryan Newman hastily going in the three, but Denny Hamlin hit him a little bit in the right rear. Clips like clips him, he gets loose. He's still out in the lead, but he loses a lot of momentum. And the inside line got back together, going through the trial with a run on Newman. Chris Buescher gets turned into the wall, almost flips. Oh, I thought he was going in. <laughs> Parker Kligerman, our, our NBC guy, hits the wall super so, hard. Yeet! And I was, out, I was looking for caution flags. I was like, I swear yeah. to God, NASCAR throws this, I'm going to be pissed. They let it go green. Ryan Linney gets him to the back of Newman, moves him out of the way from the L line. They're they're beating and banging, and then Ryan Blaney passes by Ryan Newman somehow and wins the inches. race by seven one thousandths of a second. And let me tell you, I was you were saying Newman, and I was like, no, no, I, I thought Newman. Where I saw Blaney win, and sure enough, it was the sixth closest finish, not in Talladega history. I know they said that over the track, but that was the sixth closest finish in NASCAR history. Oh wow, I didn't know that. We I, I think they were saying it was the fifth closest finish in Talladega history or something, but either way, that was no. They got the stat ne- wrong. <laughs> never. I've, oh yeah, right. I've never seen a photo finish before, and I'm very glad that I saw the the all the cars coming to it. I didn't actually get to see the front of it. Either way, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. I thought Newman had that win in the bag. I was like, wow, I'm really here for Ryan Newman's potential last win ever. That's that's awesome. Yeah, I, I, I literally was, had that same mentality coming out of three. I was, I was like, like, okay, wow, I got I got to see Bobby Labonte's and I get to see Ryan Newman's. Hell yeah. Um, so, and then all of a sudden Ryan Blaney is like, not so fast, my friend. And meanwhile, I like trying to record, uh, things when they happen. I, I was lucky enough to record the Daytona big one. Um, this is the second year or a year in a row. Yeah. That I went to a NASCAR race 
and I hit record on my phone and I didn't hit record on my phone. And there was a crazy accident right in front of me. And Ryan Blaney ends up winning the race and I'm freaking out, freaking out, freaking out. Then I look at my phone and I see I didn't record anything. Rough. So, and that's extremely frustrating because I'm trying to focus on that while also watching the race and I miss a couple things. So I didn't actually know Blaney went below the yellow line. I was super worried when Blaney made that move that, oh, Newman's about to pull an Edwards here. Like, this is really like, that would be the icing on the cake to this insane race. But uh, thank God they didn't do anything crazy like that. I swear I thought that Busher was going over. Um, yeah. the way that he got airborne, it was just insane. Hands down, 10 out of 10, best race I've ever been to. And awesome to see Ryan Blaney actually do a burnout this time. Or try to. Wow. Yeah, wow. Are you wow. still there? Yeah, sorry. I just uh, looked at something on Twitter. Oh, wow. Um, you going to tell me what it was? Uh, you should peep it. It's with College Racing, their most recent post. Oh, hell yeah. Please tell me it's what uh, about our boy. It's not good. Oh shit. Oh shit. Uh oh. I can't I can't see anything. Twitter's loading so slow. Alright. It was it seemed- Hold on, hold on. I am gonna look it up. I wanna be the it's my show. <laughs> I I'm the one that runs this podcast. So anyways, Talladega, unbelievable show. Like I, I cannot believe it. I was just absolutely shook it. Good. Oh god. Oh no. Um. Oh no. So uh, I guess we'll just say it because probably by the time this podcast comes out, uh, you'll know. Uh, while on the way to Kansas Speedway, the number ten calling racing transporter was involved in an unfortunate incident along I forty. Both our hauler drivers are alert and have been transported to the hospital for further evaluation as planned. Uh, the team will field two entries and compete for the win. So uh, our thoughts and prayers with uh, the college racing transport drivers that's very scary my goodness so yeah. both of them wow i'm thoughts and prayers i i can't imagine it's just two haulers that's probably a big accident that happened so thoughts and prayers to anyone involved in that oh my god yeah <sighs> all right well that kind of killed my buzz huh? Jeez. all right well um all right well any anyways back to uh dega so yeah 10 out of 10 for, for that race kevin yeah i mean like you get a <laughs> three like really good wrecks. Not that wrecks make a good race, but like definitely some entertainment. I don't know. The way. Ask, ask the clip pole. And a photo finish. I like it had obviously biased and... because I was there, but I would say race of the year. Yeah, and also we had other elements of a of a natural NASCAR race. Denny Hamlin got penalized on pit road. That's always a sign of a good race, I think. Um, a, a, the someone spun coming down pit road, pretty pretty exciting. I'm trying yeah. to think, uh, just unbelievable. I don't even. I'm actually gonna look how many lead changes there were. I feel like there were probably over forty. I don't even know. It was just. Let's see here. Um, so you want to talk about some trucks? Yeah. So I watched um a couple laps of the truck race i watched the last couple and then i Ooh. saw the uh who was it that wrecked right in front of you gustine gustine who yeah, was so... i thought was severely that was one of the hardest hits i've ever seen yeah i was they, i, I mean, thought he was severely concussed from that like i was reminded like, me wow. of uh miguel paludos from daytona back in 2013 2012 i was gonna say it literally truck. reminds me of any one of the five times kyle larson <laughs> has done that yeah. <laughs> um, um, 
by the way, 46 lead changes on Sunday or Monday, Ooh. Sunday, Monday. Yeah, yeah. right. That's uh, definitely a lot more than last year's fall race. I'll say that. Um, oh, man. So, yeah, the truck race is very exciting. So this is my first ever time seeing a truck race. I'd never been to one before. And like I said, got to watch it on the back stretch. So I couldn't see what was going on in the front, uh, front stretch at all. I think that uh, the guys I was with, they all had scanners and those have TVs and selfie cameras if you meet a driver, um, which is always cool. Uh, so I was just kind of watching it on their screens. Uh, there was no screen in the middle, like ISM vision in the middle of backstretch because of all the haulers that yeah. sit up there, which, by the way, they get an incredible view. It's unfair. Um, so let's see here. Uh, so the ending was like very interesting. I don't, it wasn't a green, white checker. If I recall correctly, or was it? I... I'm going to look right. I'm looking right now. Cause either way, yeah. it felt like there wasn't much racing at the end because of, and because of that, Johnny Sauter was having to play a lot of defense. Here yeah. <laughs> so yeah, uh, something like that. Yeah. There was, um, there was a green, white checker. Yeah, so you were there. You probably have a better idea of what happened. I was, we were flipping between the game, and I did see it, but like I honestly can't remember exactly how it all transpired off the top of my head right now. Which what what, what are you talking about? The big one or the the finish? The big one. Okay, so the big one. Um, yes, of course, the big one. Um, that one started because of something. I was bare, I was drinking a lot. You got to bear yeah. here. Um, I was hungover and trying to fix that problem. Uh, I can't remember because there were so many accidents on Sunday. Uh, I know it happened in turn four, and I know I can tell you the drivers that were involved. It was um, Chastain, right? He like tried to block. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was Chastain. So Chastain got turned. Um, because he was block a little extra hard and i don't remember who turned him but he basically ended up getting a bunch of drivers involved including sheldon creed uh grant enfinger uh clay greenfield got involved um but uh does does it does it uh who's in the nine truck i couldn't remember who was in the nine truck it was like someone making their first start uh cody roar roar He's made stars Robot. before. Yeah, he has, but I've never had to say his name out loud before. <laughs> um, so, anyways, um, I think that the highlight of that one, besides obviously Ross Chastain just getting obliterated, was Natalie Decker was trying to avoid it at the best that she could and then drove straight into Ross Chastain, who was just stopped on the track while she was trying to figure out the steering wheel. Like, I don't even, I just don't even know how she did it. We looked at the replay and we're like, how... How did she do that? It's not even about her avoiding accidents. Like, how does she get involved in these things every single time? So that was funny. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of just led up to a lot of, like, I, well, so Brett Moffitt early in the race um, gets in trouble for, the, again, the dumbest rule in NASCAR, which is the tandem. Oh, um, dude, I, yeah. I hate I, that like, rule. I hate it. <laughs> Especially considering we literally saw tandem drafting during the cup race, and it was actually applauded. And... Yeah. Fans were loving it. Um, I think, who was it? Boyer was pushing uh, Logano, or was it vice versa? Uh, I'm not exactly I think it was sure, vice versa. It, it was Either way, two, yeah. those Fords, those Fords, when they get locked up, man, that was a rocket ship. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, they get in trouble, and they end up going like, um, I think that uh, Chastain or someone, or no, it's 
No, it was Moffat and uh, was his teammate Friesen. And Friesen got like a speeding penalty or something and ended up uh, just kind of messing up their day. So Moffat gets his lap back. And I was actually more focused on him because I thought he was going to win the race. And then Gus Dean crashes right in front of me. He didn't even see it until the impact happened. And just you hear just this explosion from his car. And it was like, oh, man, I hope he's okay. That was such a stupid impact. So then after that, you get the re- you get the restart, and Johnny Sauter looks like he's going to win this race. I was not a fan. Coming down the backstretch, it didn't look like anyone was going to make a move. And then out of four, just things started getting crazy. And so we almost had Riley Herbst pulling off his first – your favorite driver, Riley Herbst, pulling off his first career win. Um, and then Johnny Sauter says, no, sir. You go uh, to where all rookies go, which is in the grass. NASCAR says, no, no, no. You can't do that. And Riley Herbst – said that he actually backed off because if he kept driving, he would have sent him. Um, would have been caught. Would have or, it, would have been, it would have been a huge accident in front of the grandstands. Can't be yeah. having that. And um, in the end, NASCAR. So first of all, Johnny Sauter starts celebrating and getting out of his car and the start finish line celebrating. And immediately, everyone with scanners is hearing NASCAR is investigating the, uh, the finish. And not even two minutes later, Spencer Boyd is an- is announced the winner. Yeah, dang right. And we now live in a world where Spencer Boyd is a NASCAR Gander Out Worlds Truck Series winner. Yeah, if you if you, if you came into the weekend saying, I think Spencer Boyd is going to leave a winner, and Brendan Gaughan of all people is going to flip, what have you believed me? Ah, oh, man, I couldn't believe it. I just I I just couldn't believe it. It was so funny, and thank goodness for Spencer Boyd. I mean, I was more worried that Nally Decker was going to come visit him in uh, Victory Lane, but turns out it was just a concussed <laughs> Gustin, which I thought was funny. I saw Gustin in Victory Lane. He was celebrating like he won. I'm like, this man doesn't even know what day it is. Nope. <laughs> um, so, hey, shouts out that whole team, though. Dipple had a big accident early on, and that was just tough for him. Obviously, you don't want to ever you know, see your drivers have bad accidents. Uh, but I think it all made up for it with Spencer Boyd getting his first career win. That was huge. So shouts oh, yeah. out, Spencer. Congratulations on your first win. Uh, you know, savor it uh, and definitely try and go get it at Daytona next time you go there because uh, people are going to be gunning for you now. Yeah. Oh, man. So that was Talladega. Oh, by the way, this was the third race in the playoffs where a driver has spun out and won <laughs> the race or, and or crashed and won the race. Yeah. So, I. <laughs> You, you just uh, never know. <laughs> in the wise words of my good friend, Larry Mac Reynolds, have you ever? No, I have never. So, yeah, I have to imagine we are now five races through the playoffs, halfway through. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've already had three winners spin out, so I'm, I'm saying it. We're on pace for six. If I don't get to see three more drivers spin out, which Martinsville's coming up, Phoenix is coming up, and I'm sure Homestead is going to have some whack. The way the season's going to go, Homestead's going to be <laughs> wacky. So I'm expecting some absolute chaos. Yeah. So let's uh, let's get it then. Um. All right, Kevin. That, that was fun. We only took us about an fun. hour. Only took us about an hour to talk about Talladega. Thank you guys yeah. for sitting through that. Are you ready for the F1 minute? I am ready. The F1 minute. The F1 minute. So, um, like I said, didn't get to really watch the entire race because we kept moving from location to location. And uh, we tried to go back to the RV, and Christian says no, sir. Came in, (laughs) came in, came in, guns loaded, just like hey, well, all right, bedtime. So uh, doesn't. So yeah, doesn't really mean that I get to. I, I got to watch the end of the race. A little unfortunate, but um. 
Yeah, Max Verstappen, maybe the unluckiest driver of 2019. Uh, yeah. If you're unlucky and you can still drive for Red Bull Racing and win two races. That's true. Yeah. I, I forgot Pierre Gasly did happen. Yeah. Um, so Suzuka was interesting. Um, Botas ended up getting the win. I think it was his second win of the season. Um, first since Baku, which feels like an eternity ago. Uh, just, I mean, good for good for Mercedes. So they are the first Formula One team in history to win six straight constructors championships and six straight driver championships. Has never been done. Whoa, not confirmed yet. <laughs> no, it, it is confirmed. Um, they won the constructors at Suzuka, and only Botas and Hamilton can win the championship. Oh, wait, really? Yeah, it's already, <laughs> and I think that Botas is 65 points out, so if I'm doing math any somewhat correctly, uh, Hamilton has a three to four race cushion Oof. right now on Botas, uh, depending on if Botas continues to set fastest laps and win races, and Hamilton just says, nah, I don't want points. So after whatever the next race is, Hamilton could have the championship? I believe there are five races left in the season now. Five? Okay. Check it out. Uh, cause it's Suzuka, then... Wait, I Suzuka think... happened? Yeah, no, so after Suzuka, I think it's United States. I think after it's Mexico, that. United States, Brazil, and Abu Dhabi. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that Hamilton can clinch it next week. Classic, uh, well, he usually seems to clinch it in America, so if he clinches it in Mexico, God bless. Wow, um, not to be that guy, but I was exactly right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, congratulations, Kevin. Wow, it's almost like you always do this to me every episode. I know, right? Weird. <laughs> so, yeah, Formula One season coming to a uh, close. It didn't really hit me until after the race was over. There's only five NASCAR races left. Yeah, I'm not ready for it's it. It's sad. <laughs> it's sad. I don't want it to end. Like, we've yeah. been doing this podcast all season. And then yeah. it's like, what are we going to do during the off season? I don't even know. If you guys have suggestions what we should do over the off season, feel free to tweet us at LTLN Podcast on Twitter. Uh, we will literally take any suggestions. At this We're going to be a we Supercars have... podcast. Oh, hell yes. I don't uh, know if Supercars dur- runs over the winter or not, but we'll see. I think they <laughs> run in Australia. They should. Um, okay. But it's summer there. But... Oh, wait, yeah. That makes yeah. Sense. Duh. Um... <laughs> Duh. All right. <laughs> Kevin is obviously what, what, not good with his geography. What, what's that dirt race they do in the, uh, the Chili Cook-Off? No, Chili Nationals? Chili. <laughs> the Chili Cook-Off Nationals? <laughs> chili Cook-Off. Yeah, it's crazy. Basically, it's like that episode of The Office. They all just get a giant uh, of chili awesome. in the car, and they see how much they lose by the. That's other. awesome. That's in yeah. That's in Oklahoma every January. Yeah, I know Gluck loves that. I might actually pay money to watch it this year, depending on how my job goes. Uh, um. So let's see here. So what what do we got this weekend? Because I still am stuck on Dega. So we got Kansas. Oh boy, Kansas. Which was wait. Arguably the best race of the season. Uh, Wait. Oh, that's the one so that Keselowski far. cheated at. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. So we have Chicago Land Part 3 um, this weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, this package did run very well. It's, I, dude, it's so I, good on these type of tracks. I don't, I don't think that I can get hype for this because I'm afraid that if I get hype, then the racing will stink. I mean, it's kind of hard to get hype for any race after what we just saw for Dega because it's I know that, so hard to it, match up for it. But it's a cutoff race. There's a lot of shit that can happen. So um... Martinsville is literally coming up, and there's a potential that it could end up going into the night. So yeah, yeah, boys. So 
we got, I think Chase Elliott won this race last year. And the way that the points looks right now, I'm going to just go ahead and say that the Hendrick boys really need help right now. Yeah, it know, was, it was looking dark pretty here. good going to Talladega. They had two out of three, and then now it's like, well. All three yeah. of them are, yeah. Let's see here. So as the playoff standings go, we have, uh, well, oh, okay. I was confused with how Reddit had set it up. They had, they had Blaney still out of it. Um, so right now the playoff cut is Bowman, Elliott, Boyer, Byron out. Um, Logano is actually looking like the next driver on the cut line, surprisingly enough. So what this is looking to me more like is this is a must-win situation for Bowman, Elliott, and Byron. Or yeah, well, they punt okay. Joey Logano like Matt <clears throat> Kenseth should have done. There's, while it is, I mean, 20 points looks like a big margin. If you think about points. it, it's only like, like, let's say, who's, here, I don't know if you'll pull the points real quick. Yeah, I'm looking so, at it right now. Keselowski and Logano are the closest. Like, I don't think Harvick, Bush, so Truex, or Hamilton. Bowman in each stage outruns Logano by six positions. So let's say Bowman gets fourth in stage one, Logano gets tenth, and that continues, and they finish a the race like that. Bowman's in. Yeah, even Logano running top ten all stages. So it's, it, I, I know eighteen kind of looks a little intimidating, but there's so many points you can get in a race, especially with stages yeah. that it's far from over. Bowman's done it before. He showed us at the Roval that there's no quit in this guy. So I yeah, need him and... to definitely make the next round uh, because I do have him in round of eight, and it's mm-hmm. great. I haven't actually looked at uh, the the picks lately to see how we all did from the beginning because I don't think. I don't know if any of us did pick Ryan Blaney to win a Dega, but I know I did pick him um, on our weekly picks. So, oh. yeah. Uh, why YRB? Um, I, like, looking at the points right now, we got... I think the three Toyotas are good being... No, they're fine. They're, they're Kyle Busch, Martin Truex, Hamlin. I'd say... Fine too. <laughs> yeah, Harvick's good um, being 36 up. Because last year, Logano, one, one slip-up, and that can cost him. And Bowman mm-hmm. ran really good at Kansas in the spring. Chase Elliott literally won the race in the fall, last fall. And mm-hmm. Clint Boyer, home track. William Byron's been running decent at these tracks. I don't know. William Byron's going to have a tough one. But yeah, it's um, I think Bowman is definitely the guy to keep an eye out on this weekend. Though, I think not, but... Bowman or Elliott, they, they ran really good on these. Oh, well, obviously, yeah, Chase. Um, yeah. I, 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 it's just so funny because Logano, it had he, because he did get obviously involved, um, in the two of the wrecks, I think. Um, but he still finished in 11th with a broken ass yeah. baked potato. MRI yeah. called it a baked potato. It was a baked potato. Um, it was. Uh, so amazingly, Logano was able to salvage his, uh, week by that because if he finishes in 23rd or whatever, like we're talking about the fact that he is on that cut line with Bowman, like teetering. Yeah. So I don't know, man, this, it, it, I, I understand you're, how you're looking at like, you know, stage points and everything. I still feel like if I'm a Hendrick uh, car, I'm looking at this as a must win, like just win and you're in like the way that uh, Blaney saw it and just put the pressure on everyone else. Get, yeah. just get the job done. I feel like if I'm, if I'm chase, I'm Bowman, I'm Byron. There's no teammates this weekend. I am focusing on myself. I'm focusing on getting myself into the round of eight and whatever happens, happens. Like if I have my teammate in front of me and I'm trying to race him, I might not wreck him, but I'm definitely going to give him a little push and try and get that win. Yeah. Like I definitely want to be there. 
But man, it would be very disappointing if Chase Elliott does not make it, considering how awesome like his win at the Rebel was. And if you look at it, the last three winners, very popular drivers in my yeah. past, just saying. Get my the favorite three, three drivers popular. outside of yeah, like wow. maybe throw Bubba in the mix, but yeah. So, so Bubba Wallace is gonna win this weekend. Ah, uh, that'd be nice. <laughs> All right, so you ready for some picks? Yeah. All right, cool. So we're gonna do our normal uh, way of doing things um, since it's not a wild card race. So I will go first because I picked Ryan Blaney, and I believe that is my eighth win this year. I'm good at the. I'm good at. I'm good at these things now. We're getting late in the season. Yeah. Holy shit! I think you only have four. Screw me. Well, I think Nolan has has one, and Alex still has zero. <laughs> so whatever. He'll 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 get better when he's on the podcast a little yeah. more often. We hope to have him back next week. Um, you know, he's still he's still fighting crime in Gotham City right now. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> my dark horse. So we'll go dark horse favorite sleeper. Mm-hmm. So my dark horse this weekend to get a good finish. Um, you know what? No, nah, he. I don't think they. You wouldn't consider Jimmy Johnson a dark horse, would you? No. Oh, by the way, the Jimmy Johnson dead because he crashed. So, yeah. That, RIP, uh, RIP 2020. place champion, finish uh, was not attainable. Uh, yeah. RIP 2020 champion uh, Jimmy Johnson. So my dark horse this week is going to be Ryan Priest. Then I'm gonna go ahead okay. and get. You know, yeah, again, he just needs to have a good finish. It's a dark horse pick. I, I, if he gets a top 20, that's a good race because he he had a good race going on for him. I felt like a Dega, and it just got ruined again by a late race crash. But I think he, I believe he finished. I believe he did finish. That car was definitely going around extremely damaged at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. All righty. I, for my dark horse, I'm going to go with, uh, I'm going to go with a guy who is, been in the news today. We'll get to that a little bit later. I'm gonna go with Ricky Spinhouse. Yeah. Ricky so Spinhouse. He, he's got he's got momentum on his side after a really good week at Dega, and I think he finished fifth at the Coke 600 earlier this year, which is pretty. I mean, it's mile and a half track, which if I recall, the package runs on, so I, I could see it happening. If I recall correctly, it was either this one or Chicago Land that he was just making very good moves on the restart. It was one of these two tracks, I feel like, in the spring. Yeah, I, no, he did go. I remember, I think it was Kansas. He went, like, three wide for the lead. And I was mm-hmm. like, this is, this package is, that was the moment that was where the I was race. like, this package is absolutely amazing on these tracks. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. if Stenhouse can go up there, take the lead three wide, that's, that mm-hmm. shows something. Good pick, good pick. All yeah. right, so for my favorite this week. Um, well, you know what? I don't want to say that this race might just be blown out by a, a usual, but I feel like we've had our fun with our three very popular winners. Now the old guys are like, all right, party's over. It's time to get myself back in here. Kevin Harvick is a guy that I know I pick a lot and he doesn't really win, but I feel like Harvick is like, I would like some momentum. So I have enough playoff points to make it to Homestead just in case I don't get a win at Phoenix again. So I'm going to go with Kevin Harvick this week. All right. I... People, people forget that uh, Kevin Harvick got his second ever win at Chicagoland, which is almost the same track as this, except literally yeah. they have changed so much. People forget oh. that. It's a, this is a tough pick. I... Yeah, what do you want, the fun yeah. pick or the safe pick? I don't know. <laughs> like, I don't even think there is a safe pick. I'm going to go yeah. with... Oh, man, that's hard. I don't think Kyle Busch has been running good enough to pick him. All right, Nicholas, can you put the Jeopardy uh, theme song in the background? Yeah. Uh, you don't have to sing it. He'll do it for us. <laughs> All righty. I, you know, I'm going to go with a guy that 
has been running good lately, has a lot of momentum on his side, and also nothing to lose. Ooh, hell yes, I like that. I'm going to go with Kyle Larson. Oh, shit. Larson's about to get hot, hot now? I, he needs to. Yeah, well, I don't, he doesn't need to. He's locked in. No, I mean, but like for, he needs all those playoff points because. No, you're right about that. Actually, when he wrecked, I was very upset. I was like, are you kidding me, Larson? No. And then I remembered, oh, he's oh, locked in. Man. He doesn't, yeah, he, yep. this doesn't even matter. Right. Like, this was just an opportunity for more playoff points and he doesn't need right now. Yeah. All right. So for my sleeper this week, I'm going to, I know that he's considered a favorite times but you know he's outside the cut line must win one here last year give me chase elliott give me my pick. yeah great pick i think i also I picked him i also picked i picked him three four weeks i picked him four weeks in a row now okay. yeah i'm All just right. like i'm going with my playoff prediction that chase elliott will get hot during the playoffs and yeah. i mean i'm not completely wrong i'm just also not completely right yeah my sleeper I'm going to go with a guy who has nothing to lose. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> oh, side. I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney. Wow. I, uh, Kevin, you do know that they're racing in Kansas, not in Talladega. I'm aware. Oh, my God. I love it's it. It's a guy who needs playoff points going into the round of eight. You know, I, I, he's, it's an hour and hour. Oh, my God. Team, team Kevin, a.k.a. Team Nothing to Lose. Wow. Yep. <laughs> All right. Um, I believe we also have – we do not have trucks this weekend, do we? Uh, I think we have trucks and Xfinity. I'm looking right now. So we have – nope. Uh, just looks like it's Xfinity. I believe trucks – yeah, trucks is, um, is Martinsville is the second race in the round of six. And then I, it's either Texas or uh-huh. IS. I'm just guessing. I feel like trucks well, Kansas. I like Martinsville. No, trucks would be really good with this package. Whatever. Maybe so they already had one earlier this year. The Xfinity boys are going to be there this weekend, though. I believe okay. this is the opening race of the round of opening eight. Opening race of the round of eight. Thank you. So, um, I don't know. It's probably going to be the big three as usual. I'm not even going to give any predictions on this. Just, Chase Briscoe, um, Dub. Let's go. I'm just looking at the entry list. Obviously, you know, with the sad news coming out of colleague racing with uh what happened you know they said they uh, still is, plan on racing they still plan on racing um so ross chastain and justin haley out there uh shouts out tyler matthews is out there in the 15 uh just looking at our our jdm boys bj steven and number nothing Ooh, whoa what is this the 66 car is being driven by a man named bobby dale earnhardt no way yeah nice. i'm looking right at it I'm not, nice. I, I've heard this guy, but I've heard of this person. I've definitely I've heard, heard the name. But it's been Ricky minute. Bobby Dale Earnhardt. There's no picture on Racing Reference. That's sad. Um, yeah, he's... Uh, yeah. This will be his fourth race in the, uh, his career. He's done three ARCA races and four Xfinity races. So, do you think that he got that ride because his parents decided to name him Bobby Dale Earnhardt? Probably. Wow. <laughs> I just, I just couldn't like. He's from uh, Charlotte, North, or I'm sorry, Cleveland, North Carolina. Cleveland rocks. Um, I just, but I don't even know. I just don't even. Bobby Dude, Dale. I, I would still smell Bobby Dale. Or... <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> How do you even, uh, um, you know, '66 praise Bobby Dale raise hail. <laughs> yep. <laughs> 
Okay, so that's what's going on there. We got 40 cars in the cup race this weekend, um, so that's nice. It's not an ex- uh, uh, plate race, and we still got 40 cars in it. Uh, so we know it's going to be a good one because Rick is bringing all three of his cars. We don't know who's in the 52 this weekend, but uh, hopefully it's our boy Austin Terrio. By the way, one of the best schemes, I think, all week. Oh, dude, it was so nice. So um, if you didn't know, Austin Terrio was driving a uh, tribute scheme to uh, the person who drove the big rig around Talladega, which, by the way, seeing that in person, it's much better than it is on TV. That thing hauls ass. I, I mean, like, I didn't expect it to come around that quickly. Um and it was a really good tribute scheme. The guy who was normally driving it, I believe, passed away uh, earlier this year. And, um, you know, it was a really cool tribute. So hopefully they bring it back to Talladega next year. Because it looked really nice. Um, All right. Should we round out the field? Out I want to round out the field. Um, All right. So let's, first things first, I want to give a, it's a somber little uh, throwback Thursday this week. Uh, today is the. It's the eighth year, thank you. Eight, I, I couldn't find the post. Eight year anniversary of uh, Dan Weldon's tra- Dan Weldon's tragic accident at Las Vegas. Um, you know, I still remember seeing that live and on TV, and I can. It's just still one of the most horrific things I've ever seen. Um, you know, still a very dark like moment for IndyCar, but uh, you know, Dan's memory still lived on by all the drivers and fans. You know, eight years later, we still miss you, Dan, and. Yeah. Uh, I you know, wish you could still be here with us, but uh, eight years ago. Wow, it's just, time really flies. Yeah. Um, all right, so you want to talk about the Stern bombs? Yeah, so the biggest news of the day I alluded to earlier, Ricky Stenhouse is landing on his feet for 2020, which I am pumped oh, yeah. because of how he raced uh, over the weekend. And he will be pretty much swapping rides with Chris Buescher. It's not an actual mm-hmm. trade, but it is a ride swap. So Chris Buescher to the 37 which might not be the 37 they said they're going to announce yeah. at a later day. I hope they bring back the 59. I feel like oh, that would be pretty cool. Yes. Oh, um, nice. I'm trying I to think about like another number. I don't know if he has a special number that 69. he runs for sprint cars or whatnot. Uh, I don't but. see why he wouldn't want the thir- Oh, no. Um, I'm trying to think. Uh, was it the 37 or the 39 that Brian Clough to race i think it was the 39 i was 39 if i am ricky i would actually ask for that number that'd be actually. really cool holy that God, would be such a cool tribute that. yeah i i mean i was just thinking like well wow didn't brian have the 37 i was like no so that would be cool um i will say this i think that pointy nose stenhouse is the final form <laughs> the final form <laughs> that is going to be dangerous <laughs> I would not want to be behind him. If there's a bu- if I'm getting a push draft from Stenhouse, I'm literally like pulling off the track. Like, no, just take no, the lead. Sorry. Get out of me. Get out of <laughs> here, you psychopath. Yeah. Um, it's so cool though that Stenhouse got a ride because I was saying during the race he's the new Mister Excitement, and I actually can stand him much more than I can stand uh, Jimmy Spencer. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, good luck to Stenhouse in the future. It's really awesome. There are also some more Stern bombs this, this, today. So, uh, with no, uh, Stern tweeted out a couple uh, hours ago. He said, with no company in the Cup Series name, NASCAR will break the season into segments like NASCAR Goes West, and premier partners will get the rights to each. Teams will be able to have competing brands as sponsors, and apparently Geico is going to be one of them that are going to be fighting for some sponsorship for the series. So, congratulations yeah. to the NASCAR 
Cup Series presented by this for the West Coast. It's going to sound awful. I, I like the ring of just NASCAR Cup Series. I hope they don't I change it to Premier Series. Back when I was in Daytona for the 500, somebody I was talking to saying, yeah, they're considering changing it to Premier Series. And I'm like, let's not. <laughs> I literally told yeah. her, I was like, that does not have a good ring. And she was like, yeah, I know. So hopefully they keep yeah. that. I don't see why they would change it. It literally... I don't think any sponsors are going to be like, ah, oh, we want premier. What do we, of- what do we call the championship? And what are they, do you think that they're going to get rid of the trophy again? Like, I, actually I hope, liked, I like this trophy. I hope they keep like the trophy, update the tracks, and then also just remove the monster logo because yeah. that's all Throw they need to the, do because it is, it is such a beautiful trophy. And stomp on it. Um, I'm kidding. I love you, monster. So I've heard um, just along the whole lines of that, I've heard Geico, I've heard Coca Cola. Um, yeah, Coke should definitely step up and actually sponsor. I hear they want to... a uh, telephone communication like Sprint or something. Airs. I'm hoping that Simbacord actually steps up and that little brat that that yell that it puts his grandfather in a body bag every single week. He's on the commercial. he's on the uh, the Sprint he's... trophy. <laughs> the... He hands him the trophy and then he can and then the guy who gets it is like, "Thank you, you little shit." Yep. Um, what else? Oh, so, um, we have. Now, welcome to the Listen Who You Love to 400, presented by (laughs) Simbicoid. So, during our fun extravaganza on Friday, uh, inside the track, we overheard something that, uh, both of us can't believe now. Do we want to, do we want to break some news on the podcast? A certain driver. Yes. Yes. Uh, it turns out was a steroid user. Oh, is... that one. Oh, I, I, I didn't mean that one, but yeah. Okay, so... I'll, I'll get to the other one too. We're I not going to we name. Can, we can say we can say that one. Nope. That not... Nope. You don't want to say it. Nope. Fine. Nope. We can. Certain... You can make your own assumptions. We'll just say about this. who it is. It's, if you, he was on steroids, and you can figure it out based on the fact of which drivers looked jacked. With yes. Jay Glazer. Um. So, anyways. <laughs> so, but the other the other news, I overheard a conversation between two playoff drivers saying how one is going to be retiring after the 2020 season. So, yes, and you it's... can you can figure out which one of the 12 drivers that is, and who were the two in the conversation. It's very uh, fun when we make the viewers play games. I may or may not have posted that on Reddit and got downloaded a bunch. Really? On, on the on the post because everyone's like, show me the text. And I'm like laughing my ass off because I literally heard it in person and no one believes me. Oh, man. Uh, Classic Reddit. Just being uh, so that's going to be funny when nails. it actually happens and I go back and look at that comment. Yeah, you should all takes expose the people that don't believe you when it actually yeah, happens. Yeah, no, I'm going to actually, before I forget, I'm going to save that comment right now. just so I can You should just it. post it on Twitter because people can't downvote you on Twitter. They'll just call you names there and they can't nah, downvote No, that's fine. I'm going to save it and I'll post it when I'm right. Whatever. I'm probably going to share the news with our uh, our friend uh, Steve Luvender since he's a reporter. I'll just give him some, yeah. some free, some free news. And then, and then he says... And then I'll say at the end, you have to credit left turns and loud noise, and you have to say that. You cannot type <laughs> out LTLN. You have to say left turns and loud noises, or I won't give you the scoop. <laughs> and he'll probably block me. Um, all right. So other than that, um, let's see what else we got here today. There's just been so much going on. Oh, yeah. Um, 
what's this uh isc buyout approved do you want do, do you yes it's just oh. a merger between nascar and isc okay um nascar today um so i wanted to say rip to race view feature i know that i used that one time and it was pretty cool um no new version is coming but nascar says there will be a number of new digital features leading into next season as it finds ways to incorporate live data into various platforms i feel like race view has been around I feel like since they incorporated the chase back in 2004, but I mean, it's, it's been around as long as I can remember. So RIP to a great program, but kind of cool that they're updating it a little bit. Yeah. It feels like it's been a while since we've had graphics that were in NASCAR racing 2003. Yeah. Um, got anything else? I'm looking right now on Reddit to see if I got anything else. Off the top of my head. Um, oh, I met a couple e-racing drivers. They're they're they vary from anything that you could imagine. Like someone's on steroids, someone is very skinny, someone's <laughs> short, someone right, has I a got, beard. I got like one. So e drivers are definitely the future, and they are some interesting folks. Congratulations to oh, Zach Novak players. for yes. winning the Peak Antifreeze iRacing Series Championship for Roush Fenway Racing. Yes, congratulations. Say what you want about iRacing. Um, it's exciting when they have the did broadcast. Did you see that, uh, the finish or the race? Or I did not get to live. I think I may have caught it on Twitter, but it was probably Dude, when I was it was, it was It was good. Sweet. It was at Homestead. Yeah, he, uh, he was leading, and the guy in second was coming. It was at Homestead. It was yeah. catching up, and literally they were side-by-side side coming out of four, but he was on the outside, so he got a better runoff. He won 40 grand from it, so shout out to him. Wow, really? Yeah. 40 grand? Holy crap. I know, right? 17-year-old. All right. Well, I believe that's it. I just want to also give a shout-out to all your boys. Nick, um, was there a second, Nick? Yeah, there are two Nicks. Yeah. <laughs> I, I never could get the – I could never <laughs> figure it out because you told me Nick and Nick. And I was like, what? There's one Nick. Um, Jack and uh, last one that came on Sunday. Logan. Logan. I just want to give a yeah. shout-out to all y'all boys. You guys are, are the bomb. And uh, go Knowles. I don't know. Yeah, what a what a so, fun weekend overall. So glad we yeah. uh, finally got to meet, and yeah. probably the best and weekend of my life. I'm definitely glad that I got to finally meet Kevin. Got to finally uh, go to Talladega and got to meet so many drivers. It was, it was unreal. So this will definitely not be the last time. Um, definitely trying to do Daytona next year. Also, March Homestead. So if you guys who are listeners are going to those races, definitely don't be a stranger. Like, we're chill guys. We were hanging out with everyone Friday. And people, new listeners to the podcast, you know, we were just out there screaming our names. People loved it. People, all the new listeners, welcome aboard. We do this every single week. So uh, make sure to follow and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, iHeartRadio, whatever you listen to. We're not on Tidal, um, but don't worry about it. (laughs) Um, Not on YouTube either yet, yet. Um, I did say I was going to make a video from this weekend. I did not take any want to use the GoPro. So <laughs> I didn't know how to use it. So once we get a camera guy, we'll figure that out. Uh, but make sure to follow us on Twitter at LTLN Podcast and Instagram. Um, but until then, we'll see you guys next week after Kansas. I have been Anthony. And I have been Kevin. Uh, yeah. Love you guys. Love y'all. Bye. Oh, play me.
Like Grandma and Grandpa used to play Then I float on 